Hello, and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness, Last Orders, colon, special Christmas edition. <laughs> the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favours, actors and actresses would rather forget they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always are my co-hosts. She's making a list, checking it twice, it's Barney. Oh, you cut out then, so I've no idea what you said. I'm sure it was hilarious. No, it's fine then. <laughs> and he's hanging out under a big pile of mistletoe, hoping for a big kiss. It's James. I'll do that in the Me Too era. Or to be honest, before. At least you'd not like put it over your fly. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Hallmark Great, and Instagram and Facebook, Hallmark Greatness, or email us if you have any suggestions for anything ever at hallmarkgreatness at gmail.com. How... I think people should email because we can't be trusted to pick a film. I mean, having watched this dreck, <laughs> I mean, it's Christmas. And so, like, it turns out you can just get away with putting anything out there just by putting the word Christmas in it, even if it's not even about Christmas, as we've discovered uh, with a lot of these. What was the one? My Christmas, uh, my dad's Christmas date, which may as well have been called Suicidal Teen. <laughs> it's it just the most depressing thing I've watched ever. I was like, this is not oh, a really bad feeling about suicide. <laughs> Yeah, it was just bizarre. But um, yes, so email us films to watch that are not terrible, like uh, this one is. I'm assuming, right, no pants, straight into it then. (laughs) 2010's The Santa Incident. Should change that to a ho, ho, ho at the end. God, James, your synopsis based on whatever this is. Well, bearing in mind, I hadn't seen the film, hadn't properly read the synopsis. I came up with this, which is not too far removed from what it was. Following his detention by Homeland Security for drifting into restricted territory, jolly old Saint Nick is reprogrammed by the agency to fight the war on Christmas. Believing himself to be free at last, the brainwashed Santa is dispatched to list this year. Only Rudolph, the most liberal member of the reindeers, can stop Santa from dishing out all the gifts. But time is ticking until Christmas Day when Santa has promised him a final present for all his hard work. Can he stop the sleigh ride before midnight? Yeah, that's not far off whatever the hell this is. It's more competent. Oh, I hated this. Uh, Barnett, <laughs> the poster? Um, Not much to say, except Santa isn't very considerate as he's left a load of unwrapped toys on a hospital floor as he's mooching off to uh, the restricted section. Where they keep the bad spell books, yeah. MRS. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I, I got uh, nothing. The actual synopsis for this, which is not far from James's, uh, after his sleigh is shot down while flying through restricted military airspace, an earthbound Santa is sought for questioning by a pair of overzealous Homeland Security agents. The fate of Christmas is now in the hands of the disbelieving by-the-book duo unless their faith in Santa can be restored by two children and a trio of elves, brackets, who are also children, who have <laughs> arrived from the North Pole to help out a friend in need. Fucking this film. I, oh. Like... I'd, I'd... Okay, let's 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 dial back one a moment, right? So what I did is I searched for the worst rated Hallmark films. I didn't realise that meant bad. I thought it was <laughs> going to be good bad. Oh, you <laughs> thought it was like the eighties, yeah. Yeah. But the thing, right? It's got a fairly strong cast of people in it. Yeah. It, it does. It's got James quite Cosmo. A lot of, is... It's got quite a lot of the Game of Thrones actors in it. <laughs> yes, that that too. Yeah, James Cosmo from Highlander and yep. Braveheart, and I'm like, why is he in this? It, it flabbers my ghasts. I'll Maybe tell you why he's in this. to be Santa. Uh, I'm assuming for tax reasons. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let's get into it and get this over with. I'm tired of Christmas. Well, well, th- this was going to be a bit of a bone of contention because the actual copy of this on YouTube doesn't start with the start. It starts about two minutes in. Yeah, for some start. reason. <laughs> with uh, well, Dutch subtitles. Dutch or German, isn't it? Uh, I ran it through Google Translate and it said Dutch. But oh, okay. that's, that's only one letter away from Deutsch. So That's it. So it, it starts off it's straight away with the military trying to shoot down a UFO. That's a basically UFO. all you mean. Oh, and that's where we're introduced to, uh, is it Hank Ross? Yep. Whoever the pilot is. I, oh, Major, yeah, Ross is Major Hank Ross. He's not called Hank Ross, he's just called Ross. <laughs> Hank's the sheriff. <laughs> Hank's the sheriff that every morning town wants to bone and invite round for Christmas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, who shoots him down with uh, a, a special missile or something. Featuring a shit ball of flame from <laughs> yes. Mr. Film, presumably. <laughs> Mr. Film strikes Mr. Film again. went to town in this, didn't he? Uh, especially with the, the, the elves' weapons of war. Yeah, that was bizarre. Uh, yeah, he shoots Why, him what down. What did they fight back with? They, we'll get to it, but they throw oh, okay. like a bauble that turns into like some sort of Eye of Sauron style. Oh, I see. Thermonuclear yeah. device. <laughs> yeah, because it comes on, on on YouTube, it's just two kids walking along a dock randomly. Yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah. That's what Which I, I like, thought hey, was a stronger start. It's a cold open. Yeah. Uh, did it say? Did you see the five days to Christmas at the bottom? I didn't. Yeah. Uh, yes, so there's there a is. countdown. So it's five days to Christmas, and it's in that good um, digital alarm clock style yeah. writing as well. Oh, <laughs> I missed that framing device. I had no idea what was going on. It does it all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> it do- no, 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 it does, but I didn't see it at this point. But there's two kids. There's Sophia and Daniel, and she's saying that Daniel should have done his homework rather than going to the ghost factory, which, <laughs> which I ghost? don't feel is ever adequate to explain. Oh, the, the ghost factory is contention later on, because I don't the understand. The story of the ghost factory is one of the most tragic things I've ever heard. Does anybody know how that's rendered in Dutch or German? Oh, it's got like a spooky house. <laughs> The Spook Fabrique, which has a fairly good continental air to it. Yeah, I like that. That's like a Kraftwerk album. Uh, yeah, they're walking through the docks to save time going to school. Which they're late for. Yeah, because um, Daniel's been hanging around in the ghost factory. Either manufacturing <laughs> or working for the ghosts, we're not sure. Could be the ghosts of Christmas past. We never, th- yeah. Uh, and he's like, he's, Sophia's like, don't. Uh, we should be doing this. I'm going to grass you up. And he's like, no, you won't. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they find a homeless, passed out man <laughs> lying on the floor. with Janet, uh, a Santa. <laughs> Santa after like an eight-day bender in Vegas. <laughs> I love this because the girl pokes him with a lead pipe. So he <laughs> goes, oh, oh, yeah. What's that I've for? Got bits Spoken. Spoken, yeah. It's because she just like proper picks up this lead pipe. <laughs> so she's going to stove his head in. <laughs> it's a big piece of scaffolding. <laughs> um, Santa comes round, fortunately, after she's prodded him with this thing. And then Lucy realises that he's on a track and a dock train starts up. Yep. Didn't know that was a thing. Yep. And uh, Santa sort of comes round and he says, oh, the reindeer's okay. And she tries to pull him off. I was going to say tug him off the thing. No, pull him they, off the tracks. They, they, they have to... Um, pull, and he passes back out again and they have to remove him uh, from this train. Remove him. Uh, and then he phones his mum or the doctor. Or yeah, the Daniel the boy. He calls the police up. Yes, oh, and yeah. says there's an intoxicated homeless man uh, <laughs> at the docks. We've just saved him from being cut in. Right. My thing is, he's got a fractured skull at this point, hasn't he, Santa? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What would have happened if he'd have been cut in half by that train? 
Then <laughs> after two yeah. halves have merged together, or would we have got two separate little Santas? Are you thinking like Terminator Two style, like the two like halves of them just sort like of thing. Yeah. together again? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it never happens anyway. And it cuts to them in hospital uh, with Santa in a bed. At this oh, point, we did don't anybody know get what the name of the hospital is? I didn't know. It's a medical center called the Medical Center. <laughs> well, <laughs> straight to the point. Where's its heart on its sleeve? Yeah, you're not going to go in there trying to return a book, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Rockwater Bay, it's called. Well, the, the area is called Rockwater Bay. Yeah. So he's in the ICU being tended by a nurse. Nurse Joanna, who is the mother of Sophia and Daniel, single mother, and she's yelling at them for going <laughs> hanging about in the dock. And she says that as though it's like not the first time. Like he's always down the dock, Daniel, selling passports, <laughs> yeah, telling saucy stories to sailors. She's put a lot of responsibility on them kids because they can't be yeah. old. And she's like, "You need to be at school. I've got to get up at five. Single, like, single, single mum, uh, single yeah, female lawyer." <laughs> I think Daniel's supposed to be about fourteen. Is he? Is he? Oh, I think he's younger than that. I have no idea of like aging children. Maybe the ghosts of a youth potion. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, and yeah, but she's like you. When I work in the mornings, you have to get up and get dressed. And I'm like, he's, if he's only twelve, that's a lot of. I mean, twelve-year-old kids do that, but he's gonna muck about in the dock, isn't he? I, I mean, it's not my first stuff. choice as a kid. Oh, his sister. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, Santa but, has a fractured skull at this point, and he is comatose. He's in a coma. Yeah, he's in the ICU. He's in a bad way. And he looks like and sounds like when he wakes up, like he's just like powered through a shit ton of special brew. He's, he's like grubby as well. Like he's got like a yeah. vest on and it's yellowed. It's like Rapsy Nesbitt if I mean, he was Santa. Because I, I, I didn't see the start at first. I had to go back to that after I'd paid 99p on Amazon Prime to watch it. And, and like a star comes down and he explodes into a dock. And that makes no sense because when you watch it from like two minutes in, it, it just feels like a drifter. <laughs> and you see it the way that the kids see it. It's brilliant. It's that's a better it adds, adds a whole new uh, turn to it, yes. Anyway, she and says that Hank will take them home. Hank is the local the sheriff. The only police officer of the town. Yeah. Uh, the most bonable man in town. <laughs> as uh, they, in, the children invite him round for Christmas Day dinner, and Joanna says, he's not the only one who's inviting him round for dinner. And I'm like, is he just like the vicar of Dibley going house to house <laughs> eating food? Well, she says that she asks him to read them the riot act a little bit, um, because she says, oh, please, it always carries so much more weight coming from a big man with a badge and a gun. And I thought, That's oh, she's, she she's fucked her, aren't she? And well, I was right. <laughs> turns out they used to date about 10 years ago, which doesn't... So he must be less than 10 then. Daniel. Yeah, I think... I was thinking about 10 years old. Right. Then Hank gives them a crossing guard thing. He yeah, says you're he... too young to be a crossing guard, but it's all right for you to get up and go to school in the morning. Yeah, I mean, he's just giving them narc badges, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's nah. from the sound of it, I <laughs> know it doesn't look it, it sounds like proper metal that he's got there. Oh, yeah. yeah, it must cost him a bomb to manufacture those. He oh, just, also... There's no know other if... policeman in the town. He's got a, a cupboard full of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but the Stetson hat that he had on, he, he gave it to the boy. The boy was wearing it, and I thought, definitely fucked. Yeah. Oh, I reckon, I reckon Daniel's his son. Mm. And that's why what happened at the ghost factory happened. <laughs> <laughs> The mystery of the ghost factory. Uh, they drive them back to school for their last day of school. Which I was like, is it a big deal? You just bring a toy in, don't you, on last day of school? Just watch Christmas. video, don't you? Yeah, you, you just watch Cats Drop Dead Fred. Cats versus Dogs we watched. Drop Ooh. Dead Fred? Yeah, we watched really? Drop Dead Fred, yeah. 
and you go look. Don't like don't like cats versus dogs ever since it upset my brother's dog. Oh, but he was a big soft ass. Wasn't no, but he'd watch Lassie and stuff, wouldn't he? But we take that from thinking it's got dogs and cats in it, and he was like, "They're talking. Don't like this." <laughs> <laughs> um, so then it introduces. So he goes to the docks again. Again, introducing the characters of Detective Jerry Erickson and a dunce called Cunningham. I liked Cunningham because he was clearly like employed to be a boob, and he fills that role expertly. <laughs> he does. Erickson, on the other hand, is a knobhead. He is like a legitimate. Like, I, I I don't know what they went with when they went to the actor. Okay, play it like this. Can you play a psychopath, please? They must have just gone. Can you be mental? Yeah, and angry I mean, about yeah, everything. Yeah. Has like proper demons, this dude. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, they they introduce See, themselves. He's anyway, the reason. They're... He's the reason why I questioned if it was Hallmark because the stuff he does yeah. is not Hallmark. He's waving around a gun, children with violence. <laughs> one point, and then Cunningham tries says... to beat the fuck out of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> tries to interrogate. Oh no, no, no. We'll get onto that later. What he does to Santa. All right, but yeah. Um, Cunningham says. <laughs> Cunningham says, what are we looking for? And Erickson says, the impossible. And I thought, right, this is shit then, isn't it? Yeah. And the detective gloves up and explains that um, there was a unexplained flying object, UFO, um, and then he finds a single jingle bell in the gutter. He does, just, just conveniently. Uh, and Erickson tells that he does that thing of like, I'm taking over this case now, special agent sort of thing. And yeah. he's like, okay, he's in the hospital. They have the worst dynamic, the two of them. It's, mm. it's not even funny. The, the was a bit that made me laugh, um, but the Did rest they of drive it... off without him. No, it's when he changes the mobile phone ringtone and then just starts <laughs> singing. Oh, that was quite fun. Uh, yeah, he dri- they get into the car. He's like, right, we'll go to the hospital and interrogate him then. And then they get in the car and he leaves Cunningham behind and drives off. I'm like, that's a bit of a jerk move. Right? He also keeps calling him like the wrong name all the way through it as like a running joke. Yeah, but it's they terrible. give up on that really quickly as well. They do it about three times and they go, we can't think of any more alternate names for Cunningham. <laughs> it's like Cameron and uh, yeah. I don't even noted them down because it was so stupid. Anyway, he, he diverts off to get coffee from Moonbooks, they call it. Yeah. Uh, leaves Cunningham behind. And then it cuts to the hospital where they turn up um, looking for Santa. I just start uh, yelling at a coma, so smelling a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not before, did anybody catch what they called Hank? I didn't know. Uh, they very summarily calls him Big Boy and then strides off <laughs> confidently to an unspecified ward. <laughs> to a hospital he's never been in before. It's the medical building. <laughs> <laughs> we can't call it a hospital. Yeah, they, um, Joanna's like, stop yelling at Santa. Stop yelling at this man in the bed. He's clearly comatose. You're not going to get any answers out of him. And they go, okay, here's my card. We'll be back. You phone us when he wakes up because we've Second got he wakes up, questions yeah. to ask this man. Okay. And then I can't remember. I literally can't remember anything about it. I've just finished this film. That's, that's, that's it, really. I mean, they just, just sort of go to like beat up Santa for some reason, even though he can't speak or anything. But well, they keep um, going on about Leipzig or Leipzig. Uh, that, that actually, I didn't mind that bit. Yeah, they were like quabbling, quibbling about quabbling, quibbling about whether it's Leipzig or Leipzig. It's Leipzig. Uh, it was funny for like half a second. And it then they felt sort of like play it out of, too much. A lot of their stuff felt like just improvise some stuff. Yeah, definitely. Because it repeats a lot of the same thing over and over and over again. For a brief moment, there's a man with aviators on who's all forehead walking along. <laughs> oh, he was the bad guy because he had villain music and a leather jacket. I yeah, mean, but it, it looked like classic villain. He did look like classic villain, and that's the misdirect here, yeah. isn't it? And also, he's, he's played by Bruce Bolton. He is played by Bruce Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> in the bizarre, before he, before he learned to act. 
correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael McElton. McElton, yes. And it only struck me then that he looks like a young Charles Dance. They could have yes. done something yeah. with that in the casting of Game of Thrones, but they did the we first of many mistakes. We don't speak of Game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> I can't even remember it. Anyway, Daniel walks into the ghost factory. Does anybody want to introduce what this place looks like? <laughs> it looks like a place where a scar band would shoot heroin. <laughs> that is perfectly it. It's somewhere around the docks. He's obsessed uh, with the do- with two filming locations. <laughs> we got the docks and the medical centre. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And their house, yeah. yeah with a great view of an archipelago. Um, <laughs> uh, and Daniel is just like twatting a beam with a sword. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or uh, the plank of like, wood. There's no lead pipes piece, in the ghost factory. There's a piece of graffito of a pirate that he's attacking and making ha ha sounds. Um, it's also the place where he keeps a picture of his dad in a gigantic trunk and a fan <laughs> and a nautical clock and now his badge, uh, which Yay. he rests one on top of the other. Um, where he keeps all his treasures in the ghost factory. <laughs> and um, then that's it. <laughs> Sophia appears and is like, can I play? And he's like, no, we're leaving the ghost factory now. I've had enough ghosts for today. <laughs> and they walk back to their house, don't they? Yeah, well, um, I don't think he goes back. So Because uh, the next scene is Sophia and Joanna, the lady nurse, dressing the tree with about um, three ornaments and she goes oh look it's done I'm like you're going to need more ornaments for the day <laughs> <laughs> we're getting these on layaway They'll be... <laughs> they applaud each other and then Sophia receives a perfunctory peck on the head from her mother and then at that moment Santa wakes up saying mistletoe <laughs> which is oh. almost like a Citizen Kane moment <laughs> no, that, it, well, you, if it had just it, died <laughs> well, what he was shot down with was a tow missile that's the joke isn't it oh right I didn't really get that I've just made that up it isn't it it's a it's a future armor joke, but yeah, that would have made so much. That would have sense. been a fun pun, wouldn't it? Yeah, you see, already punching this up because I, I think there is something about mistletoe rocket or something. Ross keeps going on about this special missile that he hit him with all the way through. Because I noticed that the Dutch didn't even bother to translate it <laughs> to just go like with missile. I don't know, I don't know what this is about. <laughs> Edited, the edited version that the Dutch have made <laughs> would have been fascinating. Um, the Dutch have no time for special effects. They want to start gritty <laughs> in a dock with a homeless man about to be cut in half by a train. With no um, ending. <laughs> and the ending, you'll never know. Um, Santa clearly has been knocked on the head um, because he says that he is serviceable and then talks about two solicitors' children. Yes, they rescued him. It's very strange that at this point he's using very sort of archaic language and then later on he just abandons that and I'm, I'm I was like 90% sad that there wasn't a rap <laughs> like he did a fun rap like the rapping grandma in the wedding singer or something like that that would have been brilliant uh, and then it cuts to, oh so he says that you could just call me Nick and he does the whole thing of like he is Santa Claus but the adults don't want to call him Santa Claus because they're too old um, oh and then I put it looks like he's been at the bells again and I was very pleased with myself <laughs> he pulled out his 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 jingle bells and, and does the reindeers in the stupidest order that doesn't even rhyme that annoyed me yeah that was weird uh, but there's, he's just there's... showing off that you can remember them without the without, rhyme. Without the rhyme, yeah. It's, it's like 30 days after September, you've got to do it twice, haven't you? Because you forget <laughs> what you're going for the first time. Uh, and there's one missing, which is the one that the cop has picked up. Yeah. And it turns yeah. out he needs all the jingle bells to summon his sleigh. 
or some equally yeah, facetious nonsense. But on the first scene that we see where they're on the dock, I swear you can see the sleigh being lifted in the background. Is it not a shipping container? It looks like a sleigh. I mean, it, if Mr. Special Effects was not paying attention. Because <laughs> then at the end, I was very confused when he jingled his bells. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and doesn't do copyright, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, yeah, uh, I'll be fine. Uh, she's like, no, you've got a fractured skull. And he's like, no, I've not. Check it. And they, they, they give him more radiation to the noggin. <laughs> and they're both like, oh, there must have been a hair on the previous slide. And they're fine with that. that that's medical care in America at the medical centre. Yeah, well, oh, He's not got insurance, has he? So. Of course. He pays him in gingerbread men or something, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to more detective nonsense oh. back at this fucking shitty office that they found. <laughs> that's their lair for the rest of the... It's their hideout, it's yeah. Like some, it's, it's on the dock as well, isn't it? This Everything is on the dock. They got the dock for a weekend, like when the Suez Canal ship turned around or something. <laughs> and they're like, film, film, film. Yeah, film. It's yeah, it's this dingy little grotty office and they're just doing bits in there. And it's... Yeah. yeah. They've moved in there and Cunningham is hoovering up. Up, which is a bad sign of anything that you just rented, as I know well. Um, Ericsson pins up two blown-up photos of Santa uh, on a sleigh. It was too grainy for me to really work out what it was, but I think it was of Santa on a sleigh. Um, and it then was he Santa says, and some elves. It was the, the elves. The elves have been faced up. Because the missile yeah. had a video camera attached to it, of course, it which Ross explains later, and he's when he's a, yeah when he when he it reveals who he is. Spoilers: You fire off a cruise missile. Or something. Um, it was it would have been air to air missile. So like I don't know why they bother putting a camera on it. But Ericsson says that he points to the photos and says this is the human element of the intruder network, an extraterrestrial network bent on world domination, yeah. which is a lot more frightening in Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> the intruder network sounds it like something off that brass like <laughs> Element that... van der Indra's network. The Dutch have got a word for intruder network all of their own. Yeah, of course they do. It sounds like one of those, um, like a made-up thing from that Brass Eye special. <laughs> the intruder network. But yeah, his theory is that this man is part of some alien conspiracy but he's going to arrest him on smuggling charges or something yeah so he says that he's been seen trading manganese in the congo and kazakhstan with highly refined aluminium and shipments are going missing um and then i thought these are highly serious allegations which he then follows up with giving grief to cunningham about the phones that he should have got in even though this is 2010 and everyone's got mobiles now yeah yeah and they've only just moved in <laughs> it's like ages wrote, i've just wrote hank has issues he's a very angry man so I don't know why Hank has issue. Do we meet Hank afterwards? And does he explain the um, why he doesn't want to go Christmas dinner or something? Like? I don't. I didn't get why he didn't want to go to Christmas dinner. Is it just that he's accepting invitations from every hot single single <laughs> female lawyer? Like Pat Mustard invited. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she asks him again, doesn't she? She's like, are you sure you can't come to Christmas dinner? He's like, I'm working or something. It's just like, There's only one issues, cop in this mate. town. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know that it cuts to him yet, though, because Santa is in the infirmary. Says that he's healed. Gets his bag of stuff, which comprises of a pair of glasses and some bells. No pants in there. <laughs> no <laughs> he's got yes. his Santa dungarees. He's got his Santa sack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, did the children not come and visit him? And he's he says to Sophie, like, yeah, I am Santa. And she's like, oh, I yeah, knew there, it. There, there is, like, actually, there is there is another, because there's lots of tiny little scenes and the detectives it, have a run, run yeah. in with a sniffy Hank, I've put. But it, it doesn't really go anywhere. quite a lot, yeah. Well, that it's must just, be where yeah. Hank's got issues. He just doesn't like him because they're yeah. out, out of town, federal agents, big government, that hallmark line. Um, whereas <laughs> yeah. he's a nice local small town cop who has drinks with... French Everyone restauranters, the bizarre French restaurant man. <laughs> but yeah, then we cut to uh, Daniel attacking some more wall graffiti, um, and then they they go off to get Santa because the mum rings, and then they have a nice sort of like time with Santa at the infirmary. He was about to go. Oh no, he's he's going to be kept overnight for he'll be kept overnight. But then he's going to go and stay at Joanna's house as is standard. Because yeah. you do that with mad because men, random random old men in in piss stained vests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but Sophia believes in Father Christmas and wants this motorbike for a doll because she wants to be that's motorbike cop when she grows up. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it in German, even though I know it's Dutch now. But yeah, van motorbike <laughs> agents, <laughs> I think it was in the motorbike agent. And Daniel is like. <laughs> Uh, Mum's got the presents in the car. Santa's not real, and Santa's like, "Oh, I only make measure of people who are naughty and nice, not about those who believe." And I'm like, "Is that how it works?" I think that's like a standard line, isn't it, in every grotto? Because like, right. younger siblings will rat on the older ones for not believing, and then they've got to diffuse attention. I could see that. It's a it's a standard line. And then, um, oh, and he gives them presents, doesn't he? Santa gives them presents. He gives. He's whittled a out of things from the hospital. So I imagine. <laughs> This is made out of like bedpans no, and used no. bandages. Before, before that, um, non-union Ben Stiller comes back and threatens the mum. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The and then, and then he threatens Santa and tells him that he will bury him so deep no pointy-eared elves will be able to find him or something like that. Yes, because he's announced, uh, Santa has announced that his elves will come and help him. Yeah. Or some, some it's, nonsense. It's dialogue like that that is so like eerie and yet so festive that it's actually <laughs> really creepy. The whole thing was like, it was a mixture of that. It was like high and low all the time. <laughs> It's like two different films have collided and so Hallmark then, just decided on it. So then after that, it comes up four days to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, but... but and that's but, when he does his presents because he's been in the hospital overnight and uh, he found okay. all broken stuff to fix. Right. Yes. Uh, the, the nurse, right, tells off the detectives because the detectives interrogate the kids about the debris because they realise for the first time the kids are involved in this. They found Santa. Therefore, they need to, you know... They're part of the intruder network. part of the whole alien conspiracy or something. And then, uh, yeah, the nurse tells him off, and Erickson says that she can just disappear with a phone call. Yeah, so which mu- was dark. That and was then, it, yeah. probably my favorite line from this so much for counting on help from the local gentry. What? <laughs> What are you talking about? I don't friend? think Greg German had a script. I think he thought he was genuinely being a cop. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what the script for this looked like. In crayon. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that she was like, I can make you disappear with a phone. Fu- that's a bit yeah. dark for a Christmas film, mate. Yeah. Yeah, he gives them a pirate ship and he's made a motorbike for her doll so she can be that motorbike uh, auto cop. And then they're like, come and live with us, madman. <laughs> and he's like, sweet, I'll come, I'll come there and we'll do some stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the way. So he goes home with them. Uh, the detectives let Santa go because they're planning to use him as bait so that his elves will turn up and they can uh, like, do a sting operation on the whole shebang. And They have uh, a little tussle in the car about how many M's are in the word comrade. Oh, God. You know, I think I blanked that out. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> because like, Cunningham <laughs> says it's Russian and the other one says it's not Russian, which it's not. <laughs> they go back and forward on that for, for a, two minutes. Yeah. yeah. We need to fill two minutes. All right, we'll argue about this for a bit. And he, but he does that good thing of like it is Russian under his breath which again <laughs> made me laugh <laughs> Um, they have Christmas dinner at the family with with Santa. It, like uh, they have a number of late night dinners that look like yes. Christmas dinners because they've got all the, the paraphernalia out. Uh, but she says that she can't do a honey ham this Christmas either. And then I just put turkey. rum yes. ham, <laughs> rum ham. Uh, yeah, it's a thing that Americans don't have turkey at Christmas. They really? Have it for, they have it for Thanksgiving, and they tend to. Oh have yeah, I get that. Ham, uh, like a big joint of ham or something for the Christmas day. Apparently. Yeah, you wouldn't want two big turkey dinners too close. I'll, together. I'll, I'll I'll any day, I wouldn't yeah. want one at all, yeah. Oh, yeah, you've got a weird thing about roast, haven't you, you heathen? I just don't... I, t- turkey is the worst of all the meats, right? I don't care what anyone says. And roast dinners are an abomination to God. Okay, on that note... And that got the silence that it deserved. Um, <laughs> on that note, they tell the story <laughs> of the ghost factory. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, four days to Christmas now. Daniel Why? comes in, because he's been at the ghost factory, just clocked off <laughs> from his shift on the ghost lathe. Uh, and uh, it turns out that this is the bizarrest bit in any film. <laughs> turns out Daniel and Sophie's dad used to take them to the abandoned heroin den. And mum would go too sometimes. When she wasn't working. <laughs> and they'd just pal about in there, like throwing milk bottles at each other or whatever. <laughs> Until one Christmas Eve. <laughs> For Christmas Eve, his dad took him there and then just fucked off. <laughs> Abandoned in the ghost factory. It's one of those things where I was noting it down at the same time that it was playing on screen, and I was just like, right, and just like wrote that (laughs) out for me. Dad, can we go to the park? No. Go to the abandoned factory again, where the ghosts live. Oh, dad, Dad, can we go to like the trampoline park? No, I reckon he buried gold or something there. This, well, that's this, like, it. And he's... subtext there somewhere. I, just, it... I can't figure out what it is. Well, if I was abandoned somewhere, I wouldn't want to keep going back and mooching around. I think he left him in his favorite the... place, though. The docks. The kid loves the docks. Which kid doesn't? He's got salt in his lungs. He's got... <laughs> Uh, I think Daniel's theory is that if he hangs about there enough, his dad will come back. Like yeah. the ghost factory's taken him, and eventually, if he puts in enough hours, it will return him as a sad, wage. Sad but plausible. Um, his his mum comforts him, so he's getting a bit overwhelmed by Santa being in the house, being so kind and everything, Christmas present, things like that. Um, and he says to his mum that he wants to be just like Hank and not like the dad who left. And this Hank lines get hammered and hammered and hammered yeah. over and because over Hank again. Is his dad we've already established we already know that yeah in fact it probably was him down at the docks with just a fake moustache rips it off (laughs) no 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 i'm hank come let's go into this spooky factory Right, three days to go. Blazing through this. <laughs> well, it is a little bit weird, and that <laughs> Santa goes time, for breakfast with kids. Time counts down very weirdly in this film because it's like Christmas Eve for days. 
Uh, yeah, Santa, because Joanna's still working in the morning, so she goes, here, random stranger, look <laughs> after my, look after my children. I'm not going to give you any cash or anything, but take them for breakfast in but, uh, Mr. Renard's. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Mr. I Renard's. love him. He's my favourite character. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> With a pantalon fancies. <laughs> and a not really just accents. But, um, I'm sure he's a sacra blur. He does say sacra blur later Santa's happy to do this because he wants to assemble materials, which is another the red flag for any parent. <laughs> I mean, that makes him sound like a terrorist to me. He's like, oh, that's by a lot of yeah. fertiliser and saltpeter <laughs> over here. Wouldn't be surprised to see him carrying that around because you see Santa like going around with like bits of rope and <laughs> yeah, manganese or something. <laughs> he's basically a hoarder. That's what yeah. he is. He's like one of the people that I'll take this VCR home I found in a bin because I'll be repairing it one day. It's all right. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking it to the ghost factory. <laughs> <laughs> he's got jars of his own hair in there and stuff. <laughs> anyway, they go to our breakfast at Mr. Renard's, who is uh, a man with an aggressively festive restaurant, appropriate for Hallmark. <laughs> uh, he says that something can, must be done. There's, there's no clean plates for the lunch rush. No one to do dishes at the time. So Santa overhears this and says that he could do it. Um, and the Frenchman goes, I can't pay you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you much. And then Santa goes, oh, no, I'll just have a route around in your bins if that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> like a big raccoon. And, like, Mr. Renard's like, born. Yeah. So he goes... Oh, I want to see a rewrite of this where Santa <laughs> is just a raccoon all along. Santa abandons the kids and goes and does some washing up. He does, like, the two big crashing noises and then he comes out and Mr. Renard's like, what's happened in... What has happened in there? <laughs> and he goes, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't go, Zutala. There. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> Santa's washed all this stuff up in seconds because he's got magic on his uh, side. Yeah. But, uh, see, this annoys me later on as well. Wasting his magic because he's only got a limited amount that he says. And he's using it to wash up to get free <laughs> scran and some egg boxes <laughs> from a Frenchman. There was also a sign on the wall that I thought said, no, but it turned out <laughs> in a later scene. That it said notice, but they'd cut out the first bit. It would be good if it was just random French words on the wall. <laughs> Live, laugh, sacrifice. <laughs> no, bon. <laughs> Uh, so he, he, he asks uh, Renard if he can uh, he's, oh I noticed that there was some stuff in there you were going to throw away can I have it and Renard <laughs> folds his money away puts that away sharpish like well it's because he's going me <laughs> counting it at the counter before <laughs> his moustache his moustache I'm surprised he's not, he's not got a, a string of onions around his neck <laughs> and a baguette as well he's setting the dock train off because he's got a damsel attached to the rails <laughs> he's the king of the dock <laughs> Um, oh, I've got hiccups now from laughing much. And so yeah, Santa just grabs more trash and he's like, come on, we're going. And then he goes out into the streets for possibly the weirdest of many weird scenes in this film where there's a dog barking at people. So Santa decides to rub its face until Drop it's very it. happy. Yeah, he does like crocodile on D shit to it and calms it down. Yeah. I thought, and I haven't gone back to check this, that there is like a weird light over its He does. It's face. the magic from his hand. Oh, right, so, wasting yeah. magic. On a just dog. to make a dog because ah, the dog's tied up because he's no harm to anybody so yeah he's just, just not in a bark because I thought oh what's he going to get out of this is this dog going to save his life nope 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 never mentioned again it's just to show that he is Santa and he has got magical prowess but it's, it's a very long scene as well yeah this dog, this dog calming scene <laughs> we didn't need it because we've just seen him wash up in two seconds also what is the main export of this town why have they got a dock docks <laughs> <laughs> they export more docks 
<laughs> for the ghost factors. <laughs> for what they bring in, Scooby Doo. <laughs> um, there's detectives at the house at this point. Uh, Cunningham does a neat little jump over a small hedge. Oh, yes. And then gets. Uh, I mean, he is staff, isn't he? He just falls over and then gets <laughs> a load of tools out for unlocking the door. But unlocking, well, just like breaking in. Um, and Ericsson just opens the door. Um, and then they start going around and setting bugs and stuff like that around the house. Yes. Which I don't think you're allowed to leave legally do but i guess no. you need a warrant yeah yeah well ericsson is a it's a rogue agent isn't he as we as it turns out anyway <sighs> uh, uh meanwhile santa's working on some netting for <laughs> the dog with he's, speedy fast hands and he's repairing that for the fishermen so he they can go free out. rope out of it yeah it, he basically operates on a sort of rag and bone man style step toe system where he will <laughs> trade you like goods and services for bits of tat it, it's it's very strange i don't know is that how santa operates he does weird trades in all sorts like, of things in, all in over december the world. he just builds things but the rest of the time he's establishing like this trade <laughs> network throughout <laughs> selling plutonium to the libyans yeah and then the, the detectives must fuck off at this point because Bruce Bolton turns up at this house hammering Joanna's, on the window. <laughs> Joanna's at home and Bruce yeah. Bolton starts banging on the window going, let me in. And she's like, I'm going <laughs> to phone the police. Which you would. Very sinister whoa, scene. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Sorry, we've missed, missed a massive important bit of plot. <laughs> so he's got his blurry fast hands and he's making thousands of robots. Right. Again, this is the thing with these films. Why is Santa always making like antiquity, like robot toys and, and clockwork shit? Kids don't want that. Well, that's that's all he knows how to make. He makes a frog that goes like that later <laughs> on. We've all had one of them frogs from Blackpool, yeah. And the uh, the the rabbits that move along and like backflip and stuff. Yes, I mean but that was then, cool. I'd have one it, of them. It's two days to go, and Santa's making an apple pie. Yes. And then Ruth yes. turns up at the door. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wasn't that Sorry. before Mister Renaud and everything? No, 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 no. Oh, my uh, he goes, "Oh, I'll take the kids out for Sundays," and then they go to Mister Renard's again with Hank. Ah, uh, yeah. And for Sorry, there's a lot of this. Yeah, uh, and he's like, uh, when the bell goes off, the pie will be ready, which is quite, like, prophetic in a way. But for some reason, he sat in Mr. Renard's with, like, a diorama of a roof explaining how he does it. <laughs> Where has he got that from? He's made it with his Probably fast made hands. it with his fast hands. <laughs> yeah. He got some metal sheet in and just... Yeah, but he explains that he can't use magic to deliver the toys. He has to do it manually because he only has enough magic to enable him to make the toys every year. He has a limited supply of magic. And he's and already burnt. He's already burnt through that, washing up and calming a dog. <laughs> and so fixing that's... his skull, because surely that was magic. I think it might just be a mutant healing factor thing, <laughs> like like Wolverine. <laughs> All the time when people are darting about at this point, my favourite thing about the detectives is that they track people by driving a very conspicuous car about 12 feet behind them at all times. <laughs> and put that big ass aerial out the window so they can hear. Uh, but that, this is when Roose Bolton shows up and that's when the door's like, let me in. <laughs> and she goes, no, I'm going to phone the police if you don't go away. And he's like, well, I'm not going away. So she literally, no, she phones up the police station. There's an operator there. She was put me through a Hank. And Hank's having his, his ice cream sundae with Mr. Renard, who sat down. I think when he explains the magic, Mr. Renard goes, Sacrum! <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's when it happens. 
Um, Mr. Renard uh, mentions that he's made 1.8 billion toys in one night to elicit that sacral blur. Yes, it's a lot of it's a lot of toys for the Ghost Factory. Doesn't look that big. But it's you not, don't, you it's certainly not don't all, see 1.8 billion toys. It's not all in the Ghost Factory, but it, it, later on they say it is explained. It does it does tie in. What is the Ghost Factory like? L space for all other Ghost Factories. <laughs> No. It's like linked to everywhere. It's just the world. he had to have somewhere to store the stuff that he was making with his fast hands. Yeah, because Santa takes the kids to his little workshop now, doesn't he? Well, before that, um, so um, Bruce, Bruce Bolton is like, I need to explain to you who I am. And she gets through at Hank. She's like, Hank, there's a madman here. I think I, well, I think she says, I think I'm having a home invasion. She does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he's outside the door. <laughs> like, that's just someone knocking, mate. <laughs> But that, I thought that is probably how I would sound on the phone. <laughs> just quite calm, and uh, it might just be the postman. You know? yeah. And he goes, "No, no, no! Right, I'm um, like Airman Ross, and I was the one that shot down Santa." And she goes, "Hank, don't worry about it." And Hank's like, "All right." He's sat there eating his ice cream, and he? he's, he's like, he doesn't actually even at that point. Oh, no, he says that he'll come over. No, though. he comes with his bat on. Oh yeah, he comes <laughs> oh does he? <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, Ooh. Ugh. <laughs> And he explains that he was one that shot him down uh, and he's here. He knows Ericsson and Cunningham and he knows that they're trying to put, they want to put him in a in an underground dungeon where he can't escape from. For some reason, I don't know why Ericsson's so mad at him. I think he... <sighs> He's been chasing well, he, him his whole life. He's got nothing else. It's something nothing that happened else. in Leipzig. Oh, yeah. He says something about this. His Santa's sleigh nearly killed him and plunged federal, federal agents, him among them, into a freezing river in Leipzig. Uh, and then he asked Cunningham to locate his killer instinct. I thought because they're still staking, they're still staking stuff out at this point. Yes, they're sat in the car. I think this is where the bit where the phone rings from high command, and Cunningham has changed it to a Christmas carol, and he's like, "Don't ever change my phone." And I was like, "It's fine. It's a fun thing." There's a, there's a few things at this point because they have like a little fight over binoculars, which have got egg on them for some <laughs> <Yeah>. reason. <laughs> oh, this got like wet egg on. <laughs> it was a bit. Yeah, weird Ross, Ross explains that he's, out into the he's trying. Either. He's trying to help. He's trying to put right what what he's done wrong. Uh, Hank shows up, threatens to put the window through, and she just opens the door. I'm like this isn't a home invasion either. <laughs> and they're like, we need to get Santa and like protect him because Ericsson is gonna he's gonna come for him. And so we have a plan. By this point, yeah. Santa has taken the kids to the ghost factory that he has turned into a sweatshop <laughs> uh, for himself, where he's making stuff with fast hands and asks the kids if they want to help. They get fast hands. They get fast bodies, the whole lot. They're just like a blur doing it. They've done yeah. a ton of cocaine for this. It was, it and was, then it they was... laugh hysterically at what they've done. Do you want to hear it? I specially requested this. I think that's like a, a lost Mad Cat Laughs track or something. 
all these little um, Chinese like rubbish toys, like the dogs that do backflips and stuff like that, just going around the table, and they're laughing at them <laughs> like they've just got out of Joseph Fritzl's basement. <laughs> it's the strangest thing because nothing well, funny's happening. No. Nothing funny's <laughs> happening. It's just toys doing toy stuff. But it's the <laughs> it's just maniacal, manic laughter. Yeah, yeah. That was also quite a long time. I think it was like a full minute, which equates to about. 80% of a Jimmy Bennett walking bit. Yes. <laughs> well, that, that clip is 20 seconds, and that's when they start laughing. But there's, yeah, a, there's whole a whole bit before like, it, yeah. The whole beginning to end, how it works, style yeah. documentary. But they've just made it. all this all this stuff. Uh, Santa shows him a bird at one point, and then laughs, laughs. like right in his face. <laughs> I don't know why. Um <laughs> But then don't they decide <laughs> that, like, they come up with a plan to protect Santa? Oh, no, the fucking elves have showed up the at this point. Yeah, so the elves have three children. Elves. One of them's Irish for some reason. <laughs> Can't discriminate. I, th- I thought this was really weird as well, because having not seen the very start of it, and you only see the elves for a fraction of a moment, this is your first introduction to the elves, and they are essentially Irish ninjas. They're, yeah, they're... Um, really well, annoying. <laughs> only one of them is Irish. The girl it didn't feel that way doubly annoying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they look like tiny Antifa. Yeah, it's yeah. very. <laughs> and they put a robot on the floor, and they're like, "Find him!" And he's going, "Oh, signal over that here!" Fucking robot! I swear <laughs> Short God. circuits his way towards his master. <laughs> yeah. That's clearly um, ADR over the top because that robot doesn't make those noises. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's that the, the robot is used to track the bells. Yeah. Don't know that to... at this point. I only I, mentioned the bells. I I didn't understand what this. I thought they were tracking Santa at first. Yeah. I thought they were tracking Santa. Uh, so they're running about doing all sorts of stuff. One of them's Irish. And, <laughs> and uh, called Lionel. No, he's called Hamley. Which one's Lionel? The one that Are isn't they... Irish or a girl. I don't remember that character. <laughs> I thought the about... girl was called Lionel. And I thought this no, is she's quite ahead Parker. for its time. Yeah. She's called Annoying. Okay. She's called Parker. That's an annoying name. Sorry to any Parkers out there. Milady. No, it's, it's better than Lionel. Sorry to any Lionels out there. Lionel. He's dead now. Are we on Christmas yeah. Eve now? Yep, it's officially Christmas Eve. Woo! Santa talks to Joanna while cops listen in, like every Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, just before that, Hank, and the day before, Hank goes to Joanna's and has pie. Not like that. Uh, while he's there, <laughs> Santa's, Santa's told him <laughs> to go, because to, when they're having the, uh, the thingies, the uh, Sundays, Hank's like, oh, I can eat some apple pie now, um, Monsieur um, Renard. <laughs> and Santa goes, no, wait. <laughs> and then he goes to Joanna's and the thing goes bing and he's like, oh, I have apple pie now. And it's like Santa knew all along. He set all he this goes, up. How was your apple pie? <laughs> nudge, wink, nudge, wink, wink. wink. <laughs> Ooh, uh. There we go. Thank you. Uh, get your own buttons. <laughs> Blackjack. But Christmas um, Eve, yes, we're here. We're nearly there now. Woo-hoo! The longest day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> the daft cop is operating a laptop on his knee, listening into this conversation, and prodding the laptop by means of the end of his tie, which doesn't really work properly. No. Why would it? <laughs> He's got egg on his hands, probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's just always eating wet eggs in that car, and it just gets everywhere, doesn't it? Does anybody want to talk about the discussion that Santa and Joanna have? Because I thought it was rather pointed. I can't remember it. Stop listening. She says, "Sorry." He says, "Tell me, tell me, Joanna, why don't you never ask for anything at Christmas anymore? When your husband left, you didn't ask for him back." And then she's like, fuck off. I don't think Santa has that power, does he? I can give you a tiny clockwork robot, but I can't force someone to love you. 
That's against this the rules. This is dialogue of that should have been in the film. This is against the rules of magic. The genie in Aladdin can't get anyone back from the dead. Can't make people fall in love with you. That's the rules. She drives off, understandably upset because Santa's way overstepped. <laughs> yes. uh, Hank turns up at the door, and then he has a very frank conversation with Santa about why Santa wants to fix him up with Joanna, um, and he says that she only likes men who are in need of repair. And I thought, have I missed a scene? Because how? No. What? Uh, the what? reason the reason Hank and Joanna broke up was something to do with his punctuality, I believe. Yeah. Is that because he's a cop, so he's late? And jo- Joanna's up to nefarious stuff. She's selling organs out of the medical centre. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's the only one who works there. To be fair, she's the only one you ever... No, we see a doctor when they're doing the oh, thing. Okay. But goes... she, has, she has a lab jacket and a pager. She's a nurse. She's the you only one in the medical centre. In Boulder in <laughs> oh, no, Creek a... or whatever they do. <laughs> in the docks they do. Doctown. <laughs> I should have um, renamed this film Doctowns. <laughs> everyone everyone <laughs> goes into town at this point um, after getting mixed up in everyone's romantic lives um, to a marine supplies shop on the dock called Marine Supplies. <laughs> Again, they're very, very literal in this town. Apart from Mr. Renard, <laughs> which is probably just called Mr. Renard. I don't it's probably just it called cakes and that. Is this where the two cops try and follow him, but they've lost the keys and they do a good five minutes of where yes. are the keys? Yeah, they do eventually manage to follow him again at a pace of like <laughs> literally you could, you could nine you miles could, per hour. You could get one of Sophia's meters. special hitting poles and poke them in there. <laughs> Um, but everyone's there because everyone's following one another. So Charles Dance is there. <laughs> Roose Bolton, he's following him. Santa's going there. The elves are descending from a high. Yeah, the elves do like this really long, convoluted chase sequence thing where the robot's like, lost tracking. And, and then they start beating the shit out of Roose. Yeah, Roose appears and um, Lionel like literally kicks fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and they find... I liked this... that. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I'm here to say I'm sorry. Uh, I nearly killed you with you know advanced grade weaponry but live and let live in it like and while they find they're doing the... this santa strides off behind them they miss him entirely and he's got some petrol in a can yes he does <laughs> he's drinking that <laughs> <laughs> i think that's for the magic fireball later on but, well <laughs> santa's doing hadoukens <laughs> now you come to mention it oh okens uh yeah but they the, the elves and Young Charles Dance find um, the cops' office that's got a safe in it. The robot leads them to the safe. <laughs> How do they get through the door, though, the glass door? Um, before that, they put a load of shit on the floor outside. <laughs> and then, a load um, of them squishy, stressful things. Yeah, and and um, Charles Dance goes, what's that? And she goes, like, anti-personnel mines or something. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And instead of using magic like elves do, they just cut, like, a circle of glass out of this door. Right. And they do this for a profession, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like cat burglars. They are dressed like cat burglars, to be honest. But yeah, but they, they cut enough so that the girl can go through, and then she opens the door from the inside. So why not just cut a small hole and put your hand through? <laughs> I got time for that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a step up from the Irish method. Let's give and. the filmmakers that. The silly string cuts through glass, but not through a safe. Yeah, I thought they, they were going to do some... They open the safe. I thought they were going to do some magic in there with that or something, but no. The, the safe stalls the long enough for plot reasons yes um ross goes outside and like they use him to deter anyone can you keep can you control any civilians and he's like roger roger and then just because there's not many people in this film there's a cast of about 12 uh the cops walk back and he tries to stop them and a fight breaks out and i think 
cunning him a kaleidoscope, which oh. proper makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because Ericsson and and um, young Charles Dance have a have a. I think he pushes him over. Like, they do shuffy pushy. <laughs> take that. Yeah. And then Ericsson just straight up punches him on the nose. He does. Must have been one of the points where you watch this, as did I, thinking, is this really Hallmark? Yeah. 2010 Hallmark was wild, mate. (laughs) Yeah. We've got the Uh, heroin factory. We've got violence. We've got a guy waving a gun around in a bit. Cunningham, as you said, gets, he's high as a kite or something because he's, no, he goes out of his mind on this kaleidoscope. When he yeah, falls into it. the dock. They go, um, what does he like? And they go, like, he likes glittery things and he's got a short attention span. Because they pulled his file. Because he's a magpie. <laughs> well, as long as you salute him, you're fine. <laughs> uh, it distracts him so much that he falls into a dock as well. Yeah. Someone was going to fall into the dock at some point. It had to happen. <laughs> fucking and then dumb. Ericsson kicks Ross in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Again, is this Hallmark? I think you the, uh, the the family movie score thing. This is this is this is like a minus one at this point. And then I think this is my favourite scene in the whole thing. Go on. He pulls his gun on the elves. <laughs> they disappear, and confetti appears. <laughs> and then he just starts shooting shit out of the room. Yeah, everything's got problems, mate. <laughs> it's a good special effect, that though. I thought it was nice. He shoots the robot, which is not no bad thing. It explodes. And he, he comes millimeter is away from shooting the picture of Santa on the wall, which I was told was meant to be symbolic. Scores what I believe is a two on the dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the dartboard. <laughs> it was a genius scene. <laughs> I don't, there's moments of greatness in here, but a lot of it is just mental. Uh, Hank says to the kids, right, we're going to hide Santa, but they're going to come to your house looking for him and you have to tell him that he's not there, which he isn't. So like, I don't know why you have to lie. But And then they come around, they do a room-by-room sweep of the house. Santa's at the ghost factory. Um, the elves are doing something at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it does lose yeah. it a little bit here. Um, the detective, the, the dunce cop, I think. Oh, no, it is Ericsson gets into a pickle on the phone after calling Santa a fat man while he's on the phone to the <laughs> district attorney, who then takes umbrage of that, and it goes on for so long. Far too long. I think so that's the big threatens the, the kids tone. again because he's not done that for a while. Um, yeah, the, the kids take... Hank, it's Hank's idea to take the kids to the dock and then say that they've got to take Santa there and make the house empty because there's going to be a swap raid on yeah. their house in an hour. Um, and then the detectives turn up at the house. They can't find Santa, but Hank turns up and Ericsson calls him a good little dog. Um, and then Hank nearly breaks his finger in response to that. <laughs> Just oh, a yeah. load, of, load of big bollock nonsense here. Yeah, yeah. it's all very written dingy. Um, it just Santa... can't find its level at all. No, it's all over the place. Santa is in the ghost factory now, isn't he? And have the elves got the other bell that they need? Yeah, because they got it from the safe. Yes. They disappeared, don't they, at the moment that yeah. they find the jingle bell. Yeah. Um, so but the so they're trying to get to Santa to give him the bell. Santa's in the ghost factory, but the ghost factory is surrounded by like a load of mercs. It looked like a load of <laughs> a load of like a SWAT team, but like with no badges or thingy, so they're clearly like not on the level. So Ericsson's going off the book here. Putin's goons. Yeah, <laughs> he's, just well, he's inside with Santa. They've handcuffed him and they yeah. tied him to a chair. So they've I mean, out a backless chair. They've outfoxed the local sheriff because they knew that Santa would go to the docks because he's been there throughout this entire film. There's only three locations. <laughs> 
He wasn't at Mr. Renard's. Oh, no, so, it's, it's yeah, how, so, so we missed the bit where the children and Santa are running away and Ericsson grabs the kids and points a gun at them. Yeah, I said he threatens them. And, and Santa goes, how dare you? And then Ericsson tries to hit Santa and Santa yeah. does like Matrix-style leaning back. <laughs> I say Matrix-style leaning back. Santa car, is charged it? at this point. Does anybody know what the charges are? Oh, oh, a lot of things. He throws a lot of stuff at him. He um, does. And it escalates very rapidly. So oh. it's suspicion of customs violations, transporting stolen goods, larceny, grand theft, and conspiracy to commit acts of terror. Well, he's supposed to have been stockpiling aluminium, and I wonder if that was an error and they meant uranium, because that would probably what, make sense. What is it's refined. making with uranium? It's refined alum- aluminium, sorry. Oh, okay. That might be Refined aluminium, so that should be refined uranium, I think. Because I don't think you refine with... aluminium, it's I don't think oil. so, no, yeah. <laughs> it's very fine aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so they're in there. Uh, the elves are trying to get in, so they launch this doomsday device at the soldiers, <laughs> which is just a bauble that explodes in like this this light of God rapture, Ark of the Covenant style light that blinds all these soldiers. See, I was confused at this point because I thought Sansa had done this because he says to Eric then, don't make me make you nice or something. And then the explosion happens over the roof. So oh, I yeah. thought he's made the d- dynamic duo nice and then the SWAT team get hit and they turn into children. Yeah, they're just like, I don't know. It's like they're obsessed a big with the bears and they're like kids yeah. again. Because the elves run on and fire a load of teddy bears at and they're all like, you're having like a teddy bear fight and stuff. And it's really weird. And with all these like balaclava SWAT team people with teddy bears in their hands, I thought this is either terrible film or really good social commentary. And I can't tell which it is. <laughs> it was a terrible one film. Of those, yeah. then, then they all go off with like linking arms as if they're all heading home from pub with yeah. these teddy bears. There's, there's a horrible bit in between though where they tie Santa to a chair. Yeah. Um, the the Dunce Cop is gushing about the decorations and generally having a whale of a time as predicted. While Ericsson gets a stuffed lion out and says, how are you going to explain this, Nick? And then says that he's going to interrogate Santa with enhanced techniques. He's going to shock Santa's balls. <laughs> enhanced techniques. No, he takes included. his coat off and his jacket off and it's as if he's going to hit him. Well, but... enhanced techniques means beating, binding in contorted stress positions, hooding, subjection to death Deafening noise, sleep disruption, sleep deprivation, deprivation of food and drink, medical care for wounds, doesn't matter, waterboarding, walling, sexual humiliation, subjection to extreme heat or extreme cold, and confinement in small coffin-like boxes. Wow. Is what he's threatening Santa with. So no on wonder Christmas Santa Eve. makes him nice then. He really is on the naughty list, isn't he? Yes. Santa says that it's his last chance to stop being naughty. And he asks him about his alien intentions with the human race. <laughs> From the decaying moments of this film. I'd have thought a better plot device for Ericsson would have been is that like he wanted a certain toy at Christmas or something and Santa never gave him. And that's why he's angry at Santa. Like that, no, arrange gloves. Yeah, so much more hallmark. Like, he yeah, would have been, been so been... much more a hallmark villain. As opposed to him in a river or some shit. <laughs> Santa nearly accidentally drowned him. And now he's going to drown him back through yeah. waterboarding. It's weird. Weird film, man. 
Anyway, anyway, there's um, a massive explosion at this point. Yes. Yes, we've done that, haven't they? And everyone's happy and Larry and then... Yes. And Satna gets his bells back. Satna gets his bells back. He shakes them. <laughs> Shake them harder, son. Yeah. And then, like, reindeer appear. With his yep. sleigh. And he gets changed. He, he, he does. The first time we see him in proper Santa outfit. It's very sparkly. Yeah, it's It's almost good, as if one. it's a Strictly Come Dancing uh, Santa <laughs> outfit. And then this was when I realised, why was he flying around before Christmas Eve? He was... Because get- he has to operate his trade network so he was taking peanuts from like california <laughs> to trade with people for something else and then right okay. it's like a it's like a fetch quest in a computer game where you have to go to like 19 people to get one thing <laughs> you know if the libyans don't get paid then i don't get paid and if yeah. i don't get paid christmas doesn't happen you know? right. that's why he's doing it or he could have just been down the shops to get some fags like <laughs> <laughs> And everything in between. Um, yeah. I thought at this point, because this plays on for a long time with him saying goodbye, and he talks to Sophia and whispers something in her ear. And I thought, really close. I thought he was going to snog her. <laughs> Do you not was, think he was really based, really based on the rest of this film? That wouldn't have surprised <laughs> me. I was wondering what had happened to the detectives because you don't see them at all, and the implication is very heavily that they've died in a fire. No, you see him. No, you um, do, but after this point, oh, er- Erickson is in a cage full of teddy bears and he gets out and vivid. runs off. Yeah, and then Cunningham just goes in there and and, and like covers himself with teddy bears Hi. and starts crying. You can't see me now, or something, <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. which was equally dark. And baffling. Yeah, so Ericsson in his his last moments in this film, I think is is he in his underpants or something? Or did I imagine that? He's got oh, a gun. No, he's he's surrounded clothes. by teddy bears. His only friend is a, a chirruping little rabbit toy that Santa's made. And he's, <laughs> he's just chippering on the floor. No, he goes in and falls over to me. And this rabbit goes comes over to me. Because <laughs> he goes to find in the ghost factory the room of toys, and, and they've all the gone. gone. Because the elf goes, we're way behind quota because you yeah. didn't get that refined element. <laughs> so we've had to use MDF. <laughs> and he goes, oh, no, no, it's fine. I've covered it. He gets it all out of the ghost factory, apart from this one rabbit, that Ericsson then, like, falls to his knees and just, like, cradles to his face. Yeah, it's... It's macabre. And yeah, he's like clearly it. gone insane and yeah, he'll be eating his own hair soon enough, that man. He right, says, and then the final scene, come on. At this point, uh, the film near, near enough cuts off of me. He he gets on his thing and flies off. He, he doesn't do the good at Christmas to all and to all a good night. He just goes, ho, ho, ho. Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> he gives Sophia a present and he, he gives, gives Sophia a present. Hank. Yes. Uh, it's a red box. Looks about, you know, big enough to contain like a bottle of whiskey or something. And then the film stops for me okay. and I don't know what's in her. Because so the Hank, Dutch thought, fuck this, cut it off, move Hank on to hands something else. Box to Joanna and she what? opens it and inside it says, is... It says to Hank and Joanna on the label. Yes. Yeah. the last thing I saw. Yeah, so what do you think it is? I'm going to guess sea monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, is it uh, sand art? Think of a cliche at Christmas. Oh, is it mistletoe? It yeah! is. And they have a smooch under it. And then it comes the, out. The children gibber feverishly around them. <laughs> this is what they her. wanted all along. Hank's my dad now, and all the other mums will stop shagging him. <laughs> <laughs> got to lock that down. And Daniel's like, great, now I've got someone else to take to the ghost factory. <laughs> 
And that the was the end, end of that. Oh, mate, uh, for the sheer bonkersness of this film, I'm going to give it three silver Fabios. Just because it's so, so insane in parts of it. It doesn't feel like a Hallmark film. It, yeah. If Cunningham wasn't in it, I wouldn't have enjoyed it, enjoyed it as much. No. Uh, and Erickson. the strange scene with the confetti as well. That was, cool. <laughs> was Oh, that was good and the French waiter. <laughs> the French restaurant. <laughs> no! Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what to give this film. I don't know how it can be categorised because it was everywhere. It was all over the shop. Yes. I'm going to suggest one silver Fabio. Just because, I, I don't know, there was just something about the detectives chasing everyone around and being chased all at the same time. <laughs> and the very <laughs> literal shops and the Frenchman. The, you're right, there was, like the, there was the cusp yeah. of some greatness here. They just didn't know what it wanted to be. That was the no. problem. But and there were so... no location questions because you knew exactly where it was filmed. Yeah, you didn't have docks. to go, oh, where are or they the now? Oh, they're in, they're in the docks. <laughs> docks, medical centre, the house. The are... ghost factory. I mean, that, <laughs> that is another thing that is a moment of greatness. That the ghost factory exists. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to call it everything like that now, the ghost factory. <laughs> Go on, Barney, what are you giving it? Uh, I'll go in the middle, two silver Fabios. Okay, so that's not bad. That's above average for us, really, with some of the dreck we've watched. So that was The Santa Incident 2010. Uh, 2010 also saw... Toy Story 3, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, Inception, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. I couldn't find a budget for this, but um, <laughs> all Christmas Hallmark films are estimated around $2 million budget. You so see that money on screen. Being burned by Mr. Film. Uh, so that's a cool $1.5 million. That robot I mean. alone cost at least 80000 <laughs> grand. <laughs> Yeah, that was real and everything else was just photoshopped in around it. Um, so for your 1.5 million, you could get 18 bomb disposal robots, I found out. Ooh. Um, I don't know if they're any good. This is just what I've, been, I've managed to find on, you know, Chinese. The, Chinese the ones that look like a little, a little tank with an arm. Yeah, with Chinese yeah, writing all over the side of it. Um, it's called Topski, the high-risk task detection robot with 500 meters wireless control. 18 of them. I thought, because they've got little scutter hands. Yeah. Uh, you could kind of like, you know, use that to sort of, you know, manipulate things around Get the house. out of the fridge, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, either that 500 or... metres doesn't seem a lot for a bomb disposal robot. Well, now you come to mention, I mean, that is half a kilometre. What is that in double-decker buses? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The double-decker buses don't run around here. Um, well, I, half a half a kilometre from a bomb going off. Yeah, I guess. Uh, now you come to, it's Chinese. They only make little uh, bombs. Anyway, yeah, come on, <laughs> moving on. Um, an army of 146 scary-looking Russian robotic hands that could scamper around. There, I found some of them. Um, they're about 10 grand each. And yeah, they could just scamper around. 146 <laughs> oh, of them. Like, like Ming <laughs> from the Adams family. Yeah, but it's a robot, robotic hand. <laughs> I quite want one of them. That sounds ace. Um, and then I also, because I thought it might come up, um, you can also get 12.85 metric tons of manganese off the Chinese web. <laughs> or Think of how many clockwork robots you could make without. I don't know, but however much that equates to from 880 metric tons of aluminium, refined or otherwise. <laughs> manganese exploded more. Let's find out. Same. <laughs> let's you let's get store it near a dock. <laughs> near a dock and get the bomb disposal robot to put <laughs> it in. <laughs> right, and then peg it another, afterwards. Another can. Edit that out. Um, so, anybody recognise anyone from this? 
Um, Agent Erickson is from Ali McBeal. I recognise yep. him from that. He's been uh, in a lot of things. He has been in a lot of stuff, but I most recognise him from. Uh, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. He's got one of those faces that you go, oh, that's him. Uh, and... He's also in Atlas Shrugged Part 3. I've always wanted to watch the Atlas Shrugged series because it's supposed to be terrible. It is. Like a, the yes. books. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Santa himself yep. is has been in loads of stuff. He is James Cosmo. In, yeah. Yes. Which is an ace name as well. Sounds like you should have a drink. Yeah. A drink named after you. you yeah. He's Jorah Mormont and Game of Thrones. As you pointed out, he's in Braveheart, Highlander, Troy, and probably most central to this, he played Father Christmas in the Line, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So that's oh. yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I watched that earlier this week as well. The, 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 the Disney I, one. And he looks so much like Santa Claus that I didn't even recognize it because i just thought oh that santa claus playing himself he's, he's really good at that. <laughs> and yeah in this one he looks like a man that would like be huffing paint around the back of a 7-eleven so. ah, well he was also one of the nudie minders in uh, chernobyl so oh okay there you go oh uh, yeah of course yeah. he was yeah 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 Along uh, with jo- uh, Trevor from uh, EastEnders, <laughs> weren't it? Yeah, Joanna was played by I think it's Irony Sky. Um, that's Donovan's daughter. I thought you'd like that. Is it? It's Donovan's. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she also played the pastor's wife in Arrested Development. Take me to your secular world. It's oh her. God, yes. <laughs> world colliding. Wow. <laughs> this is wow. I'm, I'm going. I'm going up to four silver fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Hank was played by Jonathan Kerrigan, uh, who's actually an English musician who made a crossover into acting in the 90s. And he's appeared in Casualty, Heartbeat, Emmerdale, Holby City, and nothing of note. Oh, I was going to say, he looks like a generic Hallmark man. I know, yeah. I, thought, I, I, I thought he was... American, but yeah. be a lawyer and yeah. a carpenter. Fair play to him. And a cop. <laughs> and the kids actually went on to do fairly well. Um, Ali Lyons was the girl, went on to star in Game of Thrones. I don't know what as. And uh, the kid, Scott Graham, went on to star in Vikings. So there you go. Oh, and nice. because it piqued my interest, Mr. Renard played by <laughs> <laughs> Dominique Mono and roughly he was really 40- French. <laughs> He's really French. Roughly 40% of his active jobs have been as French waiters. Oh, mate, that's sad. I'm going to track them all down. But his most recent role was as the Metal Dragon in The End of the Earth is My Home 2012, a science fiction adaptation of a traditional Asian story of a monkey king. Yes, please. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I've not had a good track record with picking stuff. Um, (laughs) But he saves any film, so it's fine. If he's a metal dragon in that, going, no, 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 (laughs) monkey king. (laughs) Not Chris for you. Uh, So this also has got a... That's throwing quass on (laughs) time. I don't know, Bernie, whether you picked up on this. It's got a dove.org rating on it. Oh, does it? I don't want to ah, spill over into that if you've No, I haven't. Uh, if you've focused on, you know, other types of review. Um so I don't I don't know where the overall figure is here for this, but it got a one on sex. I don't know if yeah. that's good or not. That's that's good. That's there's none. It got a two on language. It, well, he does hmm. threaten. Yeah, yeah. It's not explicit language, but... It's and like it got, it's a very it, Santa. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's like if you talk back to a parent or if you're disrespectful and stuff like that, it, it, that's how it all counts. I've got in, the review here, so we'll, we'll double check. In the, in the dove.org world. It's not like uh, it's, yeah, the other It's one. got a one for violence, even though someone physically attacks Santa and there's a lot of grabbing children. Physically attacks Santa. It, they blind a load of soldiers. <laughs> um, and it's got Lionel, a Lionel beats up a pilot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and there's a, a one scoring under other, which is husband abandoned family a few years ago. Wife still wears wedding ring, which I can assume is approval. Like she still wears the wedding ring. Oh, what's the score for that? I was like, just under one, plus one. Yeah, yeah, that'll so be. That averages out to about one point five overall. I'd say that that'll be a, that'll be a, a good um, thing for Dove Then that'll be a watch this film. It's great. It's, it's got the seal of approval. Yeah. twelve plus. It says. I don't think anyone should watch this. <laughs> I mean it. It's not terrible. It's just bizarre. Oh, I've read it. I've got 24 hours to watch it again. Just keep watching it. <laughs> under sex, it got that, it got one because a man and a woman share a kiss under mistletoe, yeah. which yeah. is probably the most chaste way to experience a it's kiss. Because he's not her husband. Yeah. Mm, it doesn't but, say that, but mm. no. But we know how dub.org works. That's yeah, why. Yeah. 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 So it says, after Santa is shot down by a Jets missile, 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 he, Leipzig, Leipzig, um, he befriends a couple of kids who help him complete his toy making until the elves can rescue him, da 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 da, and laugh. This is a laugh. fun, this is a fun, light-hearted romp that will have your family laughing along with Santa as he thwarts the government agent's plans. There is a bit of slapstick violence, but nothing too rough. Due to some mild language issues, Dutch, we have awarded the Santa incident our Dove family-approved seal for ages 12 and over. Imagine that. It's your 12th birthday. Okay, sit down. You can now watch this. <laughs> Cheers, Mum. Uh, I, I can't remember there being any, any bad language in it, to be honest. Not even like hex and stuff. No, I can't either. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is because I think the kids talk back at one point, innit? Yeah. And, you know, they, dis, they disobey a parent. And it mentions ghosts, which don't exist in the Christian oh, world. The Frenchman says sacre bleu. <laughs> That's it. Oh, yeah. For, minus a point for foreigners <laughs> in an American film. <laughs> And yeah, that's it. Right, on my usual review finding platform, there was a total of seven reviews for this. Yes. Um, so I've gone fact. I've gone for a low one first. So Kingman in 2017. I'll prove you the most alpha in the room, Kingman. <laughs> Gave it a three out of ten and labeled it as a pretty dismal holiday fair. With man, a whole... nearly made me spit my beer all the way across the <laughs> Sorry, I tried to find Movie Man Kev, but I couldn't find him. Oh. Uh, with a Hallmark Christmas movie, you pretty much know, going in, a lot of the plot elements. A bit of romance, some misunderstandings, the children are precious and usually quite nice, but if not, reformable, and the ending is preordained. Yeah, pretty mm. standard. Yeah. TSI follows... Oh, TSI. TSI! <laughs> TSI <laughs> Miami! <laughs> It's like the docks. <laughs> the docks in Miami. <laughs> it follows the pattern, but compared to it doesn't manage to creep up to the average bar. There really isn't much chemistry between anyone. The Keystone cop element falls flat and in a surprise to me in a movie aimed at the younger set. Not only are guns pulled, but the feds even threaten children. That last is really odd for a Hallmark movie. When Hallmark is in the Christmas spirit, there are multiple channels play, so flip past this one and hit one of their other sh shows. It has got to be better. King Man speaks the truth. Yep. We should yes, make him king. On. Metal Dragon can fight King Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was going to look for more, so I found a top one, and then I just left it as this because it's brilliant, and you'll, when I read well, it, you'll know why. So, Annabelle Davis, 17,141, reviewed this in 2016 and gave it a 10 out of 10 and labelled it fabulous. <laughs> okay. Ophelia, how nice of you to leave a pleasant little comment here. First, may I begin my wishing you, as Michael Bublé said, a merry little Christmas. This is a fine quality movie with fabulous acting and a great story 
storyline. It shows love, loss, power and grief. It spreads a little bit of hope to a few of us this Christmas time and leaves everybody in cap, feeling festive no matter your age. It says that I have to write 10 lines for it to be valid, but I feel that my opinion is in decent enough of a nutshell. Signing off, Santa Claus. I, I, feel, like I, I feel like I've walked in on Act 4 of a play there. There was a failure! <laughs> So, Annabelle, saying, once I'd read that, that was it. I couldn't go any further. Sorry, not Annabelle, but Annabelle of the Iteration 7000. <laughs> what the Christ was that? I don't know whether she was having a stroke. She was taking the mick. Uh, she I... got confused as to what film she was writing about. Love, lost power and grief. Yeah. Dan abandoned him in a, in a heroin den. <laughs> <laughs> But it oh. leaves everybody feeling festive. <laughs> it didn't. It left me feeling confused and tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But I couldn't top it, so that's that. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> In conclusion, I'm... go on. I was just going to say, I'm going to check for more reviews by her and see what happens. <laughs> She's all of them in, in character. We only do her films now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've just found her on IMDb. That's the only film she's reviewed. So oh, is maybe, it? So maybe she is Father Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. No, wait. Nope, she's just done that one. Oh, it's the only film she's ever seen, mate. Of course she's given it a 10. <laughs> that is busy the rest of the year. Hall in Tin from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. In conclusion, that was TSI or The Santa Incident. <laughs> Uh, any any final words? Your favourite line from the film? The best bit? No, I can't pay you. <laughs> Sacre bleu! Invaders! Mr. Abash! The best! Abash! <laughs> I told him we already got one! Oh, bye bye, Ophelia! Bye bye! Have a happy Christmas, Bye! about Russia's greatest love machine.